Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. It's almost time. The Once in Unity comp just a couple weeks away. I'm so looking forward to that comp. So many awesome bands. I love From Within Records. I love Age of Apocalypse, Despise, Mourning, Simulacra, Restraining Order, Shackled, Youth Collapse, Envision, See the Pain, Choice to Make, Dead Heat, Killing Me, Hangman, MH Chaos, Sheer Force, Out for Justice, and Last Straw. So amazing, and I'm so stoked to see all those awesome bands on one comp, doing it for the one scene, Unity. It's so awesome. Super stoked on that. Uh, today's episode of the podcast, we travel to Delaware. We managed to track down Tyler Mullen. He sings for a hardcore band called Year of the Knife. They have a new record dropping on August 7th called Internal Incarceration, which is so awesome so far. I've heard the four singles that they've dropped leading up to the release of the record, and I'm really pleased with what they're doing. I'm so stoked on that band right now, and I hope you guys are too. If you haven't yet, hit pause, boot up your Spotify, your uh, Apple Music, your Tidal, whatever you use, and go search Year of the Knife and listen to the four singles that they've dropped leading up to the new record. It's super awesome, awesome music. But I was really really pleased with our conversation. I was actually really stoked to have been able to sit down and talk to Tyler for a couple hours, just picking his brain about hardcore and just hearing him talk about the band. It was, it was awesome. Seriously, uh, a, a genuine conversation. And I love uh, hearing him speak about uh, his time in hardcore and what he's doing for the scene. And I hope you guys enjoy this conversation as much as I did. So please, without further ado, welcome Tyler Mullen to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Tyler. Thanks for having me, dude. I'm stoked. Dude, this is awesome. I've had a couple of people recommend that I have you on behind the scenes, uh, but I was just like, man, I'm not even sure if he would be down to do it. Uh, but it wasn't. <laughs> but it wasn't until I had on a Wyatt, and he, he kind of uh, like him and I were talking afterwards, and he was like, dude, he's like, I think you and Tyler would, uh, you know, be like a really fun conversation. You should um, hit him up to come on the podcast. So I was like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. I'm, so I was like, you know what? I was like, I'm, I'm just going to reach out. Uh, uh, I, I hope he's cool. And sure enough, I, I reached out and it was like super easy and you were super down to do it from the beginning. So I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Nah, I love anyway, I love doing this. I love talking. Why the man. So he's helped out a lot of bands and helped me out, helped you the knife out. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. So you sing for a band called uh, Year of the Knife, a hardcore band from Delaware. Uh, super awesome. But I, I, I kind of want to go back to the very beginning. I was uh, curious, like, were you born and raised in the Delaware area? Yeah, born and, uh, born and raised in Newark, Delaware, which is like northwest, northwest Delaware. Okay. And uh, how did you stumble upon hardcore? I'm, I'm always curious to figure out how, how people end up uh, you know, getting into the culture of the music. Um, well, my brothers got me in the music and they were all into like, 
crust punk death metal and like alternative shit and um i collected cds growing up as a kid and uh then i just started going to shows and you know i met friends and you know uh friends would just pass me on music and then i just kind of found out what hardcore was and can't really remember what the first band i heard was but you know it fucking rocked my world so sick uh, pretty interesting to hear you mention that you collect CDs, which I think is like an interesting format. Uh, is that something you still do to this day? Yeah, man. Um, actually, fucking uh, AJ from Face Rec. Yeah, he runs uh, Preserving Hardcore, mm-hmm. and you know, at first, like my car is so old; it's like two, from 2003 that it still has a CD player, and I'm like, dude, I'd love to just get CDs again. And started buying CDs from AJ, and then dude, he has like everything, all the coolest shit. So, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, how far is that from you to get to preserving hardcore? Uh, Pittsburgh is, damn, I think like five to six hours from here. Actually, it's pretty. It's a hike, but it's uh, it's all uphill too, which is pretty gnarly. But uh, it's a cool drive. It's beautiful. Yeah, I've, I've uh, had AJ on the podcast like a, a, a while back, and I've always uh, been interested in checking out Preserving Hardcore because I, I think it's an awesome idea, uh, especially for uh, you know our world of hardcore and, and the fact yeah, that yeah. He, he has like a, a storefront and a, a venue. It just sounds like a you know like an all in one like super cool place to go to. Yeah, dude. I, if you ever get the chance, I think they moved or something. I don't know. Like they moved into a big like old church or something but if you ever get the chance to get up there it's like a little outside of pittsburgh it's called a, it's, i think it's like a town or a city called new kensington uh but yeah i mean it's dude he's he has like the coolest setup like you don't really find many straightforward hardcore record shops like that anymore you know yeah, and I, like everybody that I've ever talked to has always had like super positive things to say about it. So it's just like made me want to definitely check it out because this is—I don't think there's anything else really like it. Not that I know of anywhere else like in the country. Nah, nah, dude. I, I can't. I mean, I can't think. I'm sure there is some smaller stuff, um, but like, you know, AJ is like the number one person I could think of. You know. Okay, and besides collecting CDs, did you ever get into any other formats like vinyl or tapes? When I was probably about 2016, man, I think every paycheck that I earned, I blew it off for about like a year or two. And <laughs> I got over like, uh, I have a lot of 12 inches, a lot of 7 inches, um, cassettes and stuff. Um, I think I about have, from the look of it from over here, it looks like I have over like, uh, <laughs> I don't even know, man probably like a hundred country records and then have a shit ton of seven inches that are like really, really cool. There's a shop in Philly called sit and spin. And dude, they just have like some of the best shit, like punk, hardcore metal. And like, they have like this crazy, like a cubby of seven inch categories, like genres and, they got like a whole emo section, like '90s emo, and like I fucking eat that shit up. It's it's the best. Yeah. So I'm just curious. Like I don't collect vinyl, but uh, I, I collect comic books, and I have like over like hun- I have like hundreds of comic books. I've been collecting uh, hardcore since like probably like around like 2011, 
And hell yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like I have everything, uh, you know, scanned uh, scanned into an app, and that's how like I, I keep track of books because I, I have so many. I can't just go looking through the tons and tons of boxes that I have. Uh, but it's rare for me to go back into those boxes and pull out my books. Like the only time that I ever mm-hmm. do is if I'm like heading to a, a convention to uh, meet one of the artists or a writer and I want to have them sign my books or if there's like that off chance that I, I just really want to reread that series um, and not want to go out and buy like a, a trade paperback or a hardcover. So I, I'm just curious yeah. for you, since you have so many records, um, is it normal for you to go back and, you know, pull one out of the collection and just, uh, you know, take a listen or is it just there and you just like to know that you have it? It's, it's a little bit of both. I think as the older I got, um, you know, I, I kind of just have them now, but, uh, yeah, I'll pull them out every once in a while and I'll just put it on my, um, like I just got the new YTK record, YTK record and uh, I was testing it out and it's dude it sounds so sick but I have like you know I'll pull any record I think the last record I was listening to was um it's band called Scene it's like an old chill kind of indie emo surfy band it's really cool but yeah yeah you I I was like collecting comics for a little bit I, I never really got too crazy into it but some of my favorite shit was Spawn, you know, mm-hmm. and okay. Todd McFarlane's like artwork and even like Carnage, like Carnage was like probably my favorite villain of like the Marvel world, you know? Yeah, for sure. He's he, evil. Spawn's cool. I, I, I definitely like what Todd McFarlane has been doing and it's uh, so surprising, like how long Spawn's been around and it's still mm-hmm. going, still going pretty strong, has an awesome fan base and uh, yeah, Carnage is awesome. There's this uh, artist. Uh, he's actually, I think he's working on the current uh, Venom book right now. His name's Ryan Stegman. And I, I just love his artwork because he, he's done some spider books before. And I, I just think, nice. he, yeah. I think he just knows how to do it right. Like whenever I see his stuff, I'm like, oh shit, like this is awesome. I think, I think Todd like will post stuff on his Instagram of like artists that are working on Spawn, I believe. And it's cool to see like, other artists like angles of spawn so i gotta like check that out for sure that's sick uh, did you watch the spawn movie back in the day yeah <laughs> dude it's so it's so cheesy you know it's crazy i found out as uh what's his name uh xavier from fucking violent car like told me that they had he's such a huge fan of that movie spawn like i'm pretty sure he could recite the whole fucking movie but he told me that that whatever the director the whole team they ran out of money to fund the the to, uh, the cgi like they couldn't afford the cgi anymore so it just got worse throughout the movie like but that yeah that it's sick i love i love it it's a part of that era you know yeah the 90s yeah, it, it definitely stood out obviously for like uh, comic book fans but i'm i'm, I'm real curious too cuz like they've already announced that they're doing like a new spawn movie. So I, I'm just really curious to see like how they're going to like, you know, tackle this one. Yeah. That's been up in the air for a while. Oh, dude, I just hope they make it like violent. You know what I mean? Like that's, it just needs to be crazy. It, it needs to be like unhinged for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like the, I think like the latest spawn thing that I was like a part of or not a part of that I was like into is uh he was a guest character in uh, the latest mortal Kombat. Yeah, I seen that uh, with uh, Mortal Kombat X or something like that. I think 
11. Might be wrong. 11, yeah, okay. So that would have been, I'm talking about 10, but yeah, 11. I saw that. Who else, who else is on that? So, uh, somebody else is cra- somebody else crazy on there. They added a uh, Terminator. I think that's like another big crazy mm. guest one. And then they added RoboCop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. Wonder, isn't Alien on that too? I think they have Alien in there or something. He was in 10. 10, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all I'm all behind. Oh, it's all good. Video games, though. but still got like a Super Nintendo and all that. Dude, that's a classic. Like, and it, it, it's a trip to me. And maybe it's like like for nostalgia reasons. Uh, but like, uh-huh. I'm always down to play Super Nintendo because it had some super like I just like the the games on there was like just so classic. To this day, like some of them are still like really fun to me, even though like games have gotten like way more complex. But just going back to those like you know simpler times, like those games still hold up. Yeah, dude, they do. Like, I still think that I'm looking at the games right now, but like Donkey Kong Country was so ahead of its time. Like, there's, you know what I mean? Like, there's no other game yeah. that achieved the growth. Are you- so, it's, I don't know, it's sick. I'll like be playing it, just screaming at my fucking TV, like pissed off. Like, <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Really a, a trip. Sometimes, like, I'll go back and it's like, okay, I, I'm an adult now. I, I feel like my brain has like developed like a lot more since the, like the last time I wanted to take this serious. And I, yeah, and I, I play like way more complicated games these days. But yeah, it's just something about going back to those like old school like platformers. But they're still just as hard as I remember. And I'm not any better at them. Yeah, but they're yeah, they're really difficult sometimes. Like dude, like some of the cheesiest games are the most difficult like that fucking i have it right here actually the lion king like okay. the fucking game is so hard it's bullshit that and toy story like yeah jurassic it, park like, uh. it's like back then it's like yeah you guys think about, like the lion king that's like you know obviously disney uh geared towards kids but somehow it managed to make like these really fun but really hard video games yeah like how's a little kid supposed to fucking beat that game dude like what uh, did you ever play? Uh, you ever played like Mega Man? Any of those? Yes, I love Mega Man. But you know, it's funny. It's like I think my favorite Mega Man was. Uh, it wasn't even like an actual like legit Mega Man game. It was like a. It was. I first ran to it in, in the arcade. It was like a multiplayer uh, game, and you. It was like three characters you can pick from. It was like um, I think it was X, uh, Proto Man, and uh, Bass or Bass, mm-hmm. and you guys just uh, fought bosses together so it was like you and like um you know one other person and it was, it was like just like this co-op game it, it was like super fun i think it's called what was it called was it mega man power battle i think i think that's what it's called mega man power battle i'd look it up this is a, this was an arcade machine though yeah it, it was uh I, I first saw it in the arcade and i i know they put it in some collections but i can't remember which ones exactly yeah or dude yeah that sounds fun we got you gotta dig that thing up steal it bring it back home <laughs> okay but, but yeah, Mega Man was awesome. Uh, I, I really like uh, you know like puzzle games. So I, I was really like a fan of like Tetris. Yeah, 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 dude. Have you ever you ever been on tour? I went. You know, I, I went on tour once in my life, and it was only for a week. But yes. Yeah. When you go on tour, like all the time, you become like the Tetris master, the dude who like packs the fucking van after the show. I, I'm that dude, you know what I mean? But like, mm-hmm. always like look at it as it is Tetris, and you're just trying to fit things in there. Like, <laughs> it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. But uh, since you guys like, you know, for the most part, 
travel with like the same amount of stuff like you know for, for the for that same tour like do you have like a like you know will you do it like one time and have it like pre-mapped out in your brain or is it always different every day you have to do it it's mainly like uh it's mainly the same like the first day of tour you'll kind of like build structure to it like you know you build like that tetris puzzle like all right this could probably be this way every night of the tour and by the next show you start to find like a more like cutty spot to put something in and uh the more merch you sell the 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 less you know like if you put them in like army bags your bag gets smaller and you have more space and so yeah it pretty much stays the same from the beginning okay and uh Unless you got like a trailer, you just throw that shit in there. <laughs> yeah, because luckily we we haven't had a trailer yet. So is that <sighs> is is a trailer a good thing or or, or a bad thing? Uh, it's a good thing. So, I mean, maybe for space. Like, if you got a trailer, you have more room in the van to like sprawl out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the trailer, the disadvantage to a trailer is it just it like it just guzzles gas. Um. And it's it can be it can be pretty difficult to park and drive with you know it's it, it's a lot riskier for sure for fucking like flipping a van and taking the wrong like sharp turn but I don't know it has its advantages and disadvantages pros and cons and for I, sure I, I've always been curious okay so a, a band tra- is torn with the trailer do you have to prep for it to not get stolen because because i because you know obviously that, that happens from time to time which like really sucks because obviously it's like all the equipment like in one spot so uh is that something that bands have to you know take precaution with like you know when they're getting the trailer yeah um i guess it's a matter from like the hitch you know i don't think there's much you can do about it like i don't think you can, they might have some crazy contraption out there where you can lock like a hitch down Cause all somebody has to do, like some scumbag rolls up, fucking takes it right off the van, like takes the hitch off and puts it on their shit and takes off, and that's mm-hmm. all you need to do. Or, uh, you know, I mean, you could double lock the doors on the fucking trailer, but I don't know. Most of the time, like if you're going to like a, I don't know, if you're if you're staying somewhere overnight, you know, band, bands will usually just try to park that against the wall, yeah, so people can't get into it. Okay, well, yeah. uh, so speaking of bands, I, I, I guess we can start to dive into Year of the Knife. Um, last year, I, I feel like was like a, a really awesome year for you guys. You uh, signed to uh, uh, to Pure Noise, which I thought was awesome. I was uh, always curious because yeah, because yeah. um, you know, obviously, there's like the whole um, there's like a, a ton of different record labels out there. Uh, I, I was always curious, like, how'd you guys land, uh, with pure noise? Um, well, I guess they took notice of us. We, we had like toured one of the first tours, um, we did was with knock loose and it was like a weekend. Mm-hmm. And then they asked us to do like the tour. And I think it was, uh, it was knock loose tear Jesus peace. And, um, there's one more band. God, I feel so bad. I forget. And then there was us, like we were the openers. So we just like kept playing and uh, I guess Pure Noise like acknowledged, saw us and there we go, it's been sick and hit us up and, um, and then, you know, the rest is history pretty much. And yeah, it's, they're, they're great. 
Yeah, and uh, yeah, I I thought that was like a like a cool signing because I I think that uh, they were signing um, you know awesome bands, and then when I saw you guys got added to the roster, I was like, wow, this is like sick that they that they're looking at these uh, you know um, newer bands, and they actually like took notice and were down to you know kind of back you guys, and you guys released Ultimate uh, Aggression, which I thought was cool. It was like a uh, like a collection of your EPs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first did aggression and uh, uh, the ultimate disease tape that we did. And, uh, we put like fatal on there too. Fatal was like a re- uh, it was a new recorded track and we threw it in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And was there ever any discussion to do a brand new record from the start, or did you guys just want to kind of settle in with just this collection first and then kind of um, build up to that first um, new record? Um. Yeah, I think the idea was with them or like hey let's just put all your stuff into one release so we use that you know ultimate aggression and then then the next record came you know we had all the songs for this coming record internal incarceration is like uh we've had those songs mm-hmm. for a while you know what i mean like we were writing for a while and uh yeah i mean Sorry, I'm getting off track here. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, it's totally fine. So, okay, that's that's awesome. And you know, I was at Sound and Fury last year, and I was able to catch you guys' set. And I, I was kind of curious because, um, you know, I I always feel like I have like a skewed, uh, you know, perspective on uh, bands because, like, sometimes I'll I'll talk to bands and I'll think uh, in my mind I think they're bigger than they actually think they are so i'm always kind of like damn i am i just like look at things like you know weird or whatever so i i was always curious i was like okay like i wonder how they're gonna um I'm speaking about your i was always curious like how are they gonna do at sound and fury and mm. uh I, I was there up front and i was like blown away I, I thought you guys sounded like super awesome live and just seeing how intense and how crazy of a reaction you guys got uh for your first sound and fury i was like this is pretty crazy Dude, yeah, it, it honestly, I didn't expect, I didn't expect that at all. It popped off, dude. It was like, it was fucking crazy. And it's like when you, I don't know, something like that explosive and that big, like you, you just blur out. You don't see it. You know, it just happens in a, in a second. Like you, you don't remember. And then like, you look back, you see videos like on Twitter or something like, I was like, holy shit, that fucking happened. That's crazy. Like, so yeah, that was, Sound of Fury was awesome, man. Uh, that was really cool. It was a good time. Yeah, because obviously, like, you know, uh, the bands uh, toured out to California before that, and you guys built up that fan base. But yeah, but finally, uh, being able to see it in that setting, it was uh, super awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, if yeah, I'm. Man. I'm here. Uh, you guys said it's never been, like, officially released from uh, Sound Fury, has it? No, I mean, did they did they record sets for that, for the fest? Yeah, they they did. So uh, my, my buddy, uh, his name's Steven. Uh, he, he runs the the one nine seven media. So I, I, I yeah, 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 he, yeah. he 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 teamed up uh, with Sound and Fury, and I know uh, he recorded every set, but I'm not sure uh, what has, has happened because because I, I know like he was pushing him out like you know pretty consistently, and then it just kind of um, hit pause. So maybe after we wrap up here, I'll I'll have to hit him up and figure out what happened. Maybe I can try to help uncover y- your guys' set from that Sound and Fury. Dude, hell yeah, no, we would we would love to see that. I don't, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe he's like took a break or something. But that's you know, it's it's always like 
the best I feel like the best sets they never get recorded and I feel like that's the way it should be you know you just live with that memory yeah yeah I, I always trip out there's this uh, uh band from out here called uh fury and uh me and my friends love that band and they had this record release show for their album uh, paramount and just by chance that set wasn't filmed and we just kind of mm-hmm. like sometimes like you know we'll sit back and talk about that night and how crazy it was like like for me i had to miss the entire show because i uh, was like working multiple jobs at the time and i barely made it in time to catch like the last two bands and it, yeah like looking yeah back, it's just like how did a set especially from a, like you know such like a like a an like influential band and like such a crazy night like the one set that everybody would have loved to see like you know beyond film just didn't get documented it, it was insane what, what's the what's the band's name uh, fury oh fury my bad yo okay cool yeah dude i could definitely see that or i mean where was that show at it, it was at uh it was at the constellation room at the observatory okay so that is that upstairs oh it's the smaller room so it's it's like you know there's the the main room and then um before the main room like to the right there's like a like a smaller room which is like perfect for hardcore shows yeah dude damn i mean see yeah that's like always the best show man it's like you just live with that memory yeah i think it's like something (laughs) there's like some energy in the room like breaks the fucking camera and it's like yo don't record this you know what i mean like i don't know yeah like i i i know you uh uh designed the flyer for the first unity barbecue yeah yeah that's see that's that's a that's a good example like that fest it didn't get recorded. There was a friend who did like some cut kind of like, like did the, you know, just showed a couple, like a couple seconds of each thing, but like none of the sets were recorded and that, yeah, that's an example. Yeah. Like leading up to that, I was like, all right, cool. Like I'm bummed that I can't be there. Cause I, I love that idea. Like that, that whole concept and just getting all the bands from like the, the immediate area to come together and just do this thing for the scene or like, you know, I, I thought that was like the, the coolest thing. Obviously I, I couldn't go because I'm over here in California. So I was like, all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody has to film it because it's, it's, it's just so common these days. And when it, it wrapped up and I, I started asking around and people were like, yeah, like nobody filmed it. I was like so surprised and kind of bummed. But also I was like, damn, now that makes it like even more special that it's just like kind of just like lives in people's memories. There's no like real like footage that we can just go and look up on YouTube. I'll send you this video. It's basically a, a this kid, Dan. He plays uh, he plays in, you know, fixation. You ever heard of them? Yes. Yeah. He plays in fixation and um. He took like a VHS camera mm-hmm. and dude, it's like a 47 minute video recap of the thing. I'll send it to you, dude, I'm um, so down. but I'm actually copying it right here. I'll send it. I'll, I'll uh, DM it to you. But, um, uh, yeah. Like, yo, if you ever come out here, dude, you got, you got to come out. Like it's, it was, uh, top, top five favorite shows in my entire life. And that was like one of the greatest days of my life was, the unity barbecue in 2019 fucking crazy man yeah and and i, I always ask people did, did you manage to get any of the the pizza because i know that there was no barbecue because of the weather <laughs> yeah yeah it was uh it was all tomato pie it was uh i think it was from santucci's it's like a philly place but this is out in quaker town so um i think bob just got it from philly and drove it up it was 
it was dope, but it sucked because it rained. You know what I mean? So you couldn't barbecue or anything. Uh-huh. But we made, we made it happen. Yeah, and it's such a bummer. Obviously, uh, the second Unity barbecue had to get uh, postponed. Yeah, man. It's on COVID. COVID just fucked it all up. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. We were going to do it at a – it was like some pool hall. It was nuts. So, And then I saw a picture of it, and they were just like – pool tables everywhere so but uh, i don't know man i think something greater will happen in, in the future yeah that would be weird to have to kind of just people standing on pool tables and really like no room to mosh <laughs> nah i'm pretty sure we would have moved them but uh <laughs> imagine just like jump fucking staged out and off a pool table <laughs> yeah just ruining the the felt or whatever's on those tables that's crazy um yeah okay but yeah, hopefully it like something uh, you know comes from it because I, I I was uh, uh, praise Bob for that idea because I I think it's so cool because I I, uh, I always feel like unity and in hardcore uh, to me is always like really important just because uh, we are like a community and I get people obviously not everybody's gonna get along but I'm always yeah. uh, I'm always um, interested in like specific scenes and obviously like where I'm at right now in Orange County, I would love uh, to have like the, like, you know, our whole scene to be united, but obviously there's always like weird stuff going on and it's uh, just a, a, a nice idea to have. So that's something, something Dude, to strive I mean, for. I, yeah, I agree with you. It, there's always going to be some sort of like a uh, division and it sucks, but like, you know, you need, you need those things uh, to, you need people to put that out there because it, it does influence a lot of people like Keith from payback. And, you know, when the barbecue happened before the set, he was like, yo, like I want everybody to listen, like put all your shit, all your differences aside. Like, this is why we're all here. You know what I mean? Like all that, all that high school, like drama bullshit. That's not what it's about, man. Like a lot of people, they forget, like they like to bring that, they like to bring their fucking ego into it. They like to bring their whole like, you know, dr- dramatic high school shit into it. It's 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 not, man. Like people literally forget why that. Why did you come here in the first place? It's because of fucking music, you know. And that's what it comes down to. It really, it really is. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's always hard because uh, I, I I love hardcore and it's like been such like a a big part of my life. But I I always have to. Like especially now since I'm, I'm I'm like a little bit older, I always try to like I find myself trying to always find a balance with like not letting the like weird social aspect of hardcore ruin what I actually love. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and and it's you know it's the friendships that matter, man. It sucks. This shit happens, and you know there's a lot of just a lot of hate and. I always say this, man. Hardcore is an <sighs> hardcore is like an insecure place, and insecure people flock to it, you know. And that's, you know, people are trying to come there to 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 feel like they belong and to better themselves because it helps them, like go to a show or they can mosh it out. But you know, and you start to know people who have like the same problems and you can fight in one another, but it, it really is like sometimes you you just bump heads with a lot of fucking people, man. 
and you gotta you gotta you gotta always remember that it's it's not even about that you know it's like about music and friendship that's literally what it is yeah and that's why i i always like uh cherish the real friendships that i have and uh, i always just gotta stay positive and like i've been going to hardcore shows for for such a long time uh, at this point I, I don't ever see myself stopping so i was just gotta always just gotta remind myself and I, i've never gotten like jaded and wanted to like walk away or anything weird like that but you know get down sometimes yeah but yeah but but it's always been there for me hardcore is awesome uh i i know I, i've like seen uh, seen you guys live. I, I seen a ton of live videos of you guys, and you mentioned the one scene unity, which uh, I love. Shout out Payback. Yeah, these are my dudes, man. They're uh, it's sick, yo. It, it it really has since they since they have done that. It shows have been a lot stronger and and just harder, man. Like a lot of kids come out. It sucks. I miss it so much because just COVID and everything, but. Um, it's a, it's a great thing out here. You know what I mean? The whole tri-state area, it's, it's done, it's done really well in the past, like two or three years, like reviving back, you know, and that, that can happen anywhere. It, it, it's, that's just the message, you know? And when people see that, it's like, you know, it just brings everybody together, man. It could be in fucking Minneapolis, even New Mexico, California, you know, that's, that's how it should be. Yeah. I, I always, uh, like it's it's always cool to look at the the you know uh, quote unquote like bigger scenes, but uh, you know it, it it could happen anywhere. Like uh, a a good hardcore band doesn't have to be from a certain area; it, they could be from anywhere. Yeah, they're so, out there, man. They are. Yeah, but uh, I, I I definitely do like love that message. I I saw payback at FYA and just seeing the energy and you know hearing keith say that live i was like man that's such like a cool concept like i'm like so into this i'm gonna be talking about this for a really long time mm-hmm. yeah man they uh i forgot yeah fya did happen this year we were we were gone but i think we were like recording or we were on tour or something i forget yeah we were on tour but um yeah yo i mean how was that did it, it popped off it went, it went crazy yeah, it was so. It, it was my payback. first time uh, seeing Payback. Obviously, I listened to the stuff like you know that, that they had recorded, uh, but it was just so insane to see so many people just going off for that band and just hearing them live and just seeing the, the energy. It was yeah, it, to me, it was something special. Yeah, is it? Uh, the Keith like was Keith like running side to side on stage like in between songs like yeah, super. Active. It was he like. <laughs> I hope Keith hears this, but like. It was this thing where I'll be like, like everyone's tuning and he'll just <laughs> just talk for like fucking ten minutes. Like, it's what it's about. It's all this. Fuck all that shit. Fuck this. This song's all fucking. <laughs> it's like goes right into it. Dude. It's sick. I love him. Yeah, it was it was crazy to see how much energy he had. Like obviously, like during the set that was cool. But then like even like the whole weekend, I just he was like like in there for like every band. I'm like, God, does this guy take a break? It's it's insane. Nah, he's like. <laughs> he's a god he's like a god of moshing dude he he loves it for as long as i knew keith um i've known him fucking probably since like 2008 2007 man but like he has always just been moshing and i think he's very well aware of um i think oh, sorry what's the goddamn position where you're like uh, uh 
physical therapist. I think that's what he does. Okay. Anyway, if he isn't, he could be a physical therapist. All right. But he's very well aware of his health and his body. So I think he, he just knows how to be aware of how he's moshing and what not to fuck up in your body. So that his stamina is so crazy. He's fucking he's a nut. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, cardio for days. It's awesome to see. But it was definitely, yeah, it was an awesome weekend. Super uh, glad I was able to experience it because that was my first time uh, going to that fest in Florida. Mm, yeah, I, it looked a lot. I think it was a lot. The venue this past year was pretty cool. The stage was smaller. Um, I was watching, uh, what, what was that? Was it Inclination, I think, that played? Yeah, I watched the Inclination set. Mm-hmm. Uh, the disembodied one was sick, and yeah, dude, that's that's awesome. I'm pissed I wasn't there, but happens for a reason. Yeah, because you're in a you know a full time band. You guys you know have you know your own schedule, so sometimes things conflict. But uh, speaking about tour, so uh, last year you guys were on the the Pure Noise tour, which I thought was an awesome lineup, and. Mm. I was like really stoked to see you guys uh, be able to get out there for that because obviously you guys played Sand and Fury and then went into to, to that tour. Uh, can you talk about what your experience was like? Um, you know, hitting like all those different cities with like such an awesome lineup every night. Uh, it was sick, man. It was definitely a challenge for sure because that was like the longest tour of ours. That was, dude. That was about two months. That was a two month tour, and uh, we were just going. We started started in California made way back to the east um went through canada and then something like that and then we went back and we ended it in california and then drove all the way back to the east coast and i think we got home in three days but um the shows were sick like we had a lot of good uh we had a, a lot of good reactions you, you definitely see like i definitely saw the, the the momentum grow and grow since the last tour in mm-hmm. uh I think one of my favorite shows was in LA. It wasn't really LA. It was like outside. Because uh, I fucking where is that place, man? I forget. I forget what city it was. Well, I, I'm looking at the tour player now, and you guys like uh, it started in LA, but then you guys played uh, Santa Ana. That's Orange County. It's uh, towards the end of the tour. Oh, or was, San Diego. It wasn't. Yeah, it might have been San Diego. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't Chain. It was something else. Uh, the the you guys played Soma. Soma. Yeah, yeah. That show was sick. That that show was tight. Yeah. But so was Chain. Chain. Chain was always awesome. You know. You know, I, I was actually going to ask you about that because obviously, you know, the the um, last date was uh, the Observatory at the end of the tour, but then the following day, you guys, uh, you know, played Chain. Uh, how much uh, notice did you guys get for that? And um, did was there like, uh, or excuse me, did they have to convince you guys to play that extra day, or were you guys like just super down to do it since you're already in town? I think we were just down to do it. I, we were all pretty tired, and we're like, damn, kind of wish we had this day off. But um, when we played it, we were like, hell yeah, it was sick. All the all our friends were out there, and there's just a lot of kids were moshing, and it was packed. That venue. It is fucking hot, dude. That might be one of the hottest venues I've ever played. Dude, so back in the day, 
because uh, it's gone through like you know different like renovations or whatever but uh there was one mm-hmm. point where they used to have tile like you know um, in like the general standing area for the for the crowd so <laughs> oh my god yeah so when that place would be packed like you know obviously everybody's sweating condensation or whatever and the floor would just get super slippery so it, it would just yeah it would just ruin the, the floor and it was just such a bad idea i was like who, who thought this was a good idea this is terrible but yeah that place can get really hot and it, it, it sucks sometimes yeah that's dude i've been to shows like that where like oh, it's like you play in a restaurant or something and like tile is the worst to be standing on like concrete's one thing but tile is so much more smooth so like you're bound to like crunch your ankle or something like, like that's sick though you switched it up yeah yeah but that's cool and you know what's random is i have a buddy who is uh at that chain show and he like the other day he like just sent me random footage of um, your guys' set he was like oh he was like i found this on my computer and i was like oh random like i didn't even know you were there yeah 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 um i think they filmed that set i got tattooed that day oh damn i fucking rolled up on stage and i was like fucking saran wrap and blood like dripping on stage like yeah it was pretty gross but yeah i just curious where'd you get tattooed at uh van nuys friend of mine manny he's fucking awesome dude his, he does great work manny daggers okay um, I, I forget the shop name but uh yeah he's dude he's a g he he like he's like one of the few probably the only tattoo artist i've met that is like he loves to just draw on the skin mm-hmm. instead of stenciling and he'll just draw like he'll just eye it out he'll eye out the design and he'll just draw it on your skin and uh he'll just go at it and yeah he does great work that's wild and that's crazy you, you had a place set with a fresh tattoo I, i'd be so paranoid because obviously like uh you know you, you don't want your tattoo to get damaged and also you, you don't want to be dripping blood on random kids that's yeah <laughs> tattoos are tricky man um i uh yeah, I got it tattooed and, and I cleaned it up after and, and just it surprisingly it healed. It healed well. No damage to it, nothing, no ink loss. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you guys finish up uh, the Pure Noise tour and kind of fast forward to, to 2020 and you guys got announced that you guys were going on tour with uh, Code Orange, but obviously due to COVID that whole thing kind of got scrapped. Can you talk about yeah. um, what you guys had planned for that tour? Cause I, cause I know that uh, code orange was coming out and they're doing Coachella. Uh, did you guys have any like off shows planned or were you guys just taking um, just like wow. off days while they were playing Coachella? Um, I think we were just going to chill. I, I think that something was getting set up in LA mm-hmm. at the time. And uh, I think it was just going to be like, it was us, Jesus, peace, and just a couple of locals, you know. But that was one thing we were trying to get into Coachella. That would have been funny, just <laughs> like to be up in there and see all these like crazy people. But uh, nah, I mean, yeah, uh, just like that one show, and then we were gonna shoot up to the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sucks man because like we never get to get out there and like that place is so sick i love i love oregon and i love like you know washington and but yeah we were bummed dude like 
it is what it is. You know? it, 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 uh, I, I just believe shit happens for a reason. And it's going to be, I feel like everybody, every band is going to do so well after everything comes back. It's just, um, yeah, we're all bummed. Code Orange is, you know, super bummed too, but they always have a way of persevering. Yeah. Um, uh, just want to touch on the Pacific Northwest. I, I, I'm always stoked when I see tours uh, go up to that area just because uh, mm. there's been plenty of times where I, I, I know tours won't go up there just because sometimes um, they might feel it's like out of the way or, uh, you know, just for w- whatever other reason. But uh, I, I always talk about how I, I think their scene up there is super awesome. There's always awesome bands coming out of there. So uh, the fact that you guys are um, you know, going to go up there, I, I, I said that was super sick. So shout out to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, man, they're doing good. They're uh, yeah, it's just like logistics and stuff like that. It it can just kind of you kind of like corner yourself up there, and then you have to make a way back. And uh, but yeah, we've always had a good. We played uh, Portland. We played Seattle. One of the first tours we did, Year of the Knife, did was Jesus Peace, Jukai, Hands of God, and uh, Safe and Sound. Mm-hmm. And dude, we played. <laughs> We played fucking Walla Walla, which is like West, like super West uh, Washington, basically Montana. Okay. It was the cool show. It was, it was just out in the middle of nowhere, like cowboy country. And Lumpy from Sanction to me were like <laughs> fucking moshing with no shoes on, like with our feet out. It's so gross. I don't know why. But yeah. Um, yeah, uh, it's a great time out there, man. I think if I ever moved somewhere, it'd probably be, it'd probably be out in like the wilderness in Pacific Northwest for sure. Oh, really? I'm. Uh, are you not like a big fan of being in the city? No, I mean, city's cool. There's a lot to do. There's a lot of opportunity. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of friends, but like, man, I want to like, I want to like connect with the earth. You know, like I want to be out. In the, that's that's where peace is you know so going out there is like where it's at uh, just curious uh, do you have netflix uh yeah i do uh, th- there's a show uh and it's like this new show and i keep telling everybody about it and i i i don't want to sound like i'm being like you know paid to talk about it or whatever but i like i genuine genuinely enjoy the show this is this new new show came out like i think maybe two weeks ago at this point it's called uh down to earth with uh, zach efron i'm not sure if you've ever- oh shit um, it, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta check that out. Yeah, it's it's, it's this really awesome travel show, and and they like just uh, go to different uh, uh, countries, and then they kind of show you how they're uh, just using resources from the earth um, in in a positive way, and it, it's just mm-hmm. like to me, it's, it's just really awesome. It's so they opened my eyes to a lot of different things, and made me like way more curious about the world, and makes me want to uh, travel to these places that I've never uh, cared about before. But after watching the show, it, it just kind of yeah, it just kind of blew my mind. Like, you know, I, I guess people go their whole lives without experiencing, like, nature. You know what I mean? Going out there and just your mind, you can't do anything. Like, when you're out in the middle of nowhere in the woods and shit, it's like your body just slows down. You can't. Like, you have to, like, it just, I don't know. You, you physically can't go fast. Like, you just have to take your time out there. And there's something about it. You're, like, very secluded and, yeah, it's oh. just peaceful. Yeah, well, I think out there, you know, we don't have all these weird wireless signals running 
through our bodies because i feel like you know obviously like wi-fi <laughs> and our cell phones and stuff uh that stuff mm-hmm. is just traveling through the air that, like among us and i i feel like it definitely has some sort of effect i'm not you know obviously i'm not like super uh, knowledgeable about it but i i feel like you know out there where it's just uh you know peace and quiet and there's not a whole t- like ton of people so you're not really surrounded by that kind of stuff it, it definitely has to be like a whole different environment yeah like it definitely has like a uh, being it has an influence on your an impact sorry it has an impact on your body like air pollution and water and you know the city water and just the food that you're eating out there it, it definitely is takes your body takes an impact from it but yeah going out to uh going out there you just feel a little bit more clean you know you find clarity and things and uh I feel like everybody should do it, man. Everybody should get out and camp or something like that. Yeah, like, get off their fucking get off your phone. You know, it's fucking miserable. Yeah, during the the quarantine, uh, made it a point to at least get together with like the group of friends that I have. It's not like a big group; it's like a, you know, a couple dudes that I like hang out with all the time, and we mm-hmm. uh, try to get out and like just go do something in nature. We'll go on like a hike somewhere that we don't really frequent and it's always nice to just kind of get out there and be like wow like this is uh like 20 minutes from where we live and this is like you know beautiful and it's, it's just like a different just like a change of pace of like what we're used to yeah you know instead of just sitting around surfing the internet or you know flicking through different uh channels on netflix or whatever it's just nice to get out and not have to think about that kind of stuff yeah and it's it's banging you just get out there and like it's even better with your friends too because you guys connect so much like different out there i feel like and you know everyone is at everyone is at peace like uh, i just yeah that's tight though okay so um code orange tour got scrapped um but you guys have a new record that's coming out in a couple weeks is like two weeks from now um as of this recording which um you know pretty stoked about and i'm just like really curious because uh the the lead up you guys have been dropping uh you know new tracks um and i, I was curious is this going to be the trend until the record comes out or um is that it until the record comes out because you guys just put out a new song i'm um, yesterday if i'm not mistaken yeah premonitions of you um this is that's the last single until the album comes out and uh it's like two fridays from now so today mm-hmm. is wednesday yes yeah wednesday. so august 7th which would i think yeah it's two fridays from now could be mistaken but yeah so it was a uh, virtual narcotic that came out with the music video that shit was sick yeah the dude, <laughs> dude dude did uh he did like music videos for like dying fetus uh pixies stuff like this really is a crazy discography yeah uh, or videography but um but that video was insane because like I wasn't sure what to expect because I was like okay like is, is this gonna be like your you know music video uh, you know band playing in it uh, with a little storyline or whatever but I was just like watching all these like crazy images just like flashing and I was like oh my god like this is like a lot to take in and it's just like you know it was insane but cool to watch at the same time dude yeah I haven't heard anybody's like reaction to it so it's cool to hear you talk about it but yeah he that dude made it like just schizophrenic it's fuck like it growing up as a kid i always like uh images of like like war and destruction and like weird like like listening to like cross punk you always see like collages of 
war and destruction and poverty and 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 like starvation and just weird crazy black and white imagery and um that dude like did you know all that all that insane frantic shit in there and uh it matched it matched the uh the video or the, the song perfectly yeah but, uh, and it was virtual narcotic then we dropped a manipulation artist in the uh, newer and then uh premonitions of youth was yesterday yeah tuesday okay hell yeah so i yeah because I, I i wasn't sure what the um you know whole plan was going to be because obviously it's, it's it's cool to get these new tracks like you know from the new record uh but i wasn't sure if it was going to continue until the release but it's uh you know well, at least we know now that uh we're going to have these four and uh, until the whole record drops in two weeks which is uh, you know pretty cool uh but i was always curious uh you know obviously pandemic uh was this date august 7th was that always the target date for the release of the album or was this something that kind of you guys had to come up with during the pandemic originally it was uh may 8th oh wow and uh yeah and then you know covid fucked it all up and so we pushed it to august 7th i think it had to do with just like yo no one was showing up to work at like these pressing plants like so there was nobody there to do these records and you know their shit falls behind like they and all that so um and i guess just whatever else that could have impacted it but we did it yeah we we uh, decided on august 7th to do it and was there ever any uh like consideration to kind of hold off to maybe wait for the pandemic to to finally pass or do you guys just wanted to get it out since uh, you know it had been so long since the original target date yeah, we we wanted to get it out, man. Cause God, like we we finished that record, we recorded it, and God damn it, I can't even remember January, February, and we got the masters back by March. Mm-hmm. So we waited pretty much like, and then in April was supposed. To, that's when everything was being put to, or March and was being everything was being put together and everything was being mastered, mixed and mastered, and by April the records are getting pressed and put together and and may is when it gets released but um a lot of crunch time for sure yeah earlier you you spoke about when you guys got signed you already had some of the stuff already written so i feel like it probably had been like a really long time that you guys had these songs like already written yeah um so when i was on when i had switched to vocals um i was still writing songs with brandon like on drums and me and him kind of just build these skeletons of like the songs and uh they started to get like faster more simple and catchier and then usually what happens is like uh maddie maddie and aaron and andy come in and will like put the like ingredients in you know what i mean spice it up and all that and then through time andy started to write and Aaron started to write more too. And uh, yeah, like most of that, that other half of the record of internal incarceration was, was written. Mo- yeah, most of it. Yeah, yeah. Most of it was written with Andy. Andy switched a lot of it up on drums and this shit was sick, man. Like it, it's just crazy. It's cool to watch it all be put together and, you know, come to life. 
Yeah, and I always like to hear uh, when like every member of the band has input and works on the songs, because uh, I always look at a band as like a team effort. So I, I always like it when I know that um, everybody's like participating. Yeah, um, all of us are pretty much hands on. Mm-hmm. I'm like more focused with like the lyrics, and if I have a if I have like an idea or to like maybe break in the song, if like yo what if I did this or but uh Brandon will build it he'll like, come up with the riffs um and Aaron or, or Andy will like think about parts at home and he'll come back with something and then Aaron's very good at like uh Aaron plays second guitar Aaron's really good at like you know he has just really cool ideas like just spicing up a song and Maddie's very good with communicating uh, like uh, making things a lot more clear because a lot of us can get like frustrated or just like well what do you fucking mean by that and then Maddie be like just in a nutshell she'll be like yo it's just like this so it's it's really good it's a cool dynamic you know yeah no it's, it's awesome and I feel like it definitely shows in your guys' music because it, it sounds like authentic if that makes sense I hope, man. Like that's that's all we want to do. We just want to be fucking maniacs, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I'm I'm just curious. Uh, you're the knife. Uh, you guys are all uh, straight edge, but are are you guys a straight edge band? Yeah. Okay. We are. Okay. I, um. Go ahead. We it, it, we just you know I write about it differently. Mm-hmm. I, I I write about my personal experiences of life and like what has made me straight edge and pretty much all those songs that I write, it's just shit that's has changed me for the better or has haunted me. But like a lot of it is stemmed and what has made me straight edge, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What else to say about it. I, I, I think that's awesome. Cause I, I feel like, uh, you know, you, you posted on Instagram uh, about the new single and you and included the, the lyrics and it, it's, it's always interesting to be able to kind of do like a deep dive and uh, try to like analyze the lyrics and obviously uh, the lyrics from the, the latest single and um, just all the stuff off ultimate aggression. It's just like, you know, not uh, your typical hardcore stuff. It, it, like things do seem uh, way more personal. So it, it's, I always think it's always interesting to uh, be able to kind of uh, dive into the lyrics and uh, realize that it's, you know, actually way deeper than I probably think it is. Mm. Yeah, I mean. That's my thing, man. I like poetry, and I've written a lot since I was a kid. It just helps, like me, alleviate shit, you know. Mm. And when you like write it out, when you instead, I mean, putting lyrics in your in your notes on your phone is like one thing. It's quick, um, but like writing it down on paper is it does something. It makes it just like I don't know. It like you can like dissect the thought. And just put it on paper and it it has a whole other like weird meaning to it it's sick but yeah um the premonitions thing premonitions of you thing was sick i just wrote it out and kept it you know took a picture of it is, is that how you normally uh do your lyrics is it always like um typically written out on, on paper like that yeah i have like a notebook like a small weird like uh i'll write a lot in there and then when i'm out I think a lot while I'm driving 
Mm-hmm. That's where I got a lot of ideas because um, driving and thinking about something else, it's like your conscious and your subconscious is working. And your subconscious is like driving. You know what I mean? And it's like chewing gum and doing something else. It's So your subconscious is driving and then your conscious is just thinking about like all these crazy ideas in your head. And I'm insane, dude. <laughs> I'm like, I'm ridiculous. No, no, I, I kind of get what you're saying. Cause sometimes like, you know, you, you'll do a drive that you do pretty frequently. And sometimes, you know, you'll uh, remember, uh, you know, point a, and then you'll end up at point B and you're like, fuck, I don't really remember that drive. Yeah. You know, it's, you, you become like, so autopilot, you're like, damn, where did I go the last like 20 minutes? You know? Yeah. It's like, how do I make it here alive? If I can't even really remember, it's kind of scary yeah. sometimes. <laughs> And you know those roads, you know what I mean? Like you drive them all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, it, uh, yeah, it helps, dude. It, it definitely helps, like just ri- uh, driving around, putting like on a record, and that you can really tap into. Like I, for a while, I was, I only had Slipknot self-titled and Slipknot Iowa, and, and like uh, something about that band is connected to my like adolescence, you know what I mean? And I'm. I just can, I can like probe and dig shit out and just Corey Taylor is like a huge influence and like, I just get fucking angry and emotional and I just throw it out there and as I'm driving, it's cool. Yeah, no, that's sick. I, I feel like that's a, uh, for, for me, I, I like to put on new records when I'm driving because I feel like, uh, that's when I can kind of like, you know, be alone even though I'm surrounded by other people in their cars, but I, I feel alone and I, I feel like uh, I, I just uh, take it in different. Like, obviously like I'll listen to it if I'm like on my computer or uh, through headphones at work or whatever, but sometimes it's just something different about I'm listening to it in my car while I'm driving somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. You, you just feel it a lot different. Now we can like turn your speakers up and blast them. You know what I mean? Like, and I mean, you said what you said, you, you listen to like, always try to listen to new music. Is that what you said? Oh, I'm, uh, for the most part. Yeah. Like w- w- when I'm driving, cause like, I, 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 I honestly don't know why, but it's like when I'm driving, I feel like when I listen to new music, I, I, I just hear it different. Yeah. Uh, it's, I think it's more refreshing. Like it's like, it's like putting yourself in a, in a new environment. Your mind works like 10 times as hard to get familiar with shit. You know, it goes like it 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 uh it yeah it just works harder you know just to to understand things and I think that's why it's kind of refreshing to hear new stuff you know so okay but yeah that that that's pretty pretty cool to to think about <laughs> yeah now i'm just thinking like why do i do that i'm like uh yeah I, I, it's not some like thing that like it's like okay like i i don't like thinking like okay I'm, I'm gonna drive to work i'm gonna put on this uh this record specifically it's just like you know sometimes i'll, I'll just be like oh that new record came out let me check it out now you know it, it, I, I don't like pre-plan it yeah, it, yeah. it just kind of happens well, yeah, i mean what have you been what have you listened to recently that's new that's new um you know, I'm, I'm, I always try to uh, figure out because like I'm, I'm like a huge fan of like, you know, like pop punk and like like old, like, you know, like drive through records. So I'm always like on like the hunt to try to find like, you know, bands that have that similar sound from like, you know, uh, technically nice. like, like back in the day. But like I feel like it's always like a struggle. So 
that's just always like you know this thing that i'm chasing that just never really happens but as far as like uh like current year stuff like i i listen to the new uh pain of truth which i know um you're involved with uh i think that's yeah super, doubt, man the ep is so sick yeah yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's it's ridiculous so uh definitely that and obviously i i've been diving into the new singles that you guys have been dropping and nice. and they're, they're just banned from florida uh tampa they're called a uh, point of contact and i just can't get over uh, mm-hmm. the, their last release commitment like that record to me is just uh i, I don't know why it's just like sometimes like records or, or excuse me sometimes records just like speak to you and uh mm. and just that record to me is just like i don't know like what it is and like maybe it's just uh because i'm straight edge and just the way that they do it i, I don't know it just makes me like way more proud to be straight edge and just, it, it just like it just hits so hard i just love it i, I can't get over that record yeah, they're, they're like, I mean, this dude, I don't know. It just makes you feel proud, you know, but like their style is so much, it's just like hard and it's like solid and simple. And I don't know, they, they just, they put out a really cool record. I like that record a lot. Mm-hmm. They're my, I always like joke. It's like, dude, the fucking vocalist sounds like a rhino. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I imagine a rhino with like, war weapons and like artillery on his back that's about to like blow shit up and yeah <laughs> it's like i love yeah that record's awesome i yeah. agree yeah it's super sick um but yeah but i'm always uh you know obviously in like bands uh people post bands uh you know band camp links and you know new demos here and there and i i always try to uh, check out as many bands as i can but uh you know it's sometimes yeah. it gets hard to keep up with everything because there's so much stuff being thrown out there all the time so it's hard to keep track, man. You know, you really have to because, yeah, it's so easy. Like, it's a lot easier when your band's on Spotify and Apple. But, like, um, you know, you can save all that stuff. But, like, Bandcamp links is, you know, it's you got to, you got to, like, I feel like our generation's, like, attention span is so much shorter now. So, like, kids don't want to work as hard. You know, they don't want to, like, fucking go to, like, four different, like, websites just to get to the link you know and i feel like that's why a lot of people don't fucking fucking go to Bandcamp sometimes and i love Bandcamp; it's great but like people are just lazy now yeah I, I i uh band camp has made things like a lot easier because i feel like uh going from like finding bands on myspace to mm. uh you know to, to random blog spots but then now it's like you know Bandcamp has become i think like one of the coolest places to put out music like outside of streaming platforms so i i don't mind it and it's, just, it's not that hard to to click the link as long as like you know it's easy to easy to search sometimes there's those bands that have like you know like a like pretty common name or or um you know there's other bands with the same name or other artists with the same name so you're like shit like this is kind of like annoying to try to find. So uh, uh, as long as like I can get access to the link and it's like somewhere like, you know, connected to somebody from the band that I, I can easily find that's chill. But yeah, that's the only time I ever f- have trouble with Bandcamp. But for the most part, it, it, it's awesome. Love it. Yeah. It was like double, double band names and stuff like that. And like, oh, this isn't fucking, <laughs> yeah, this isn't this band. This is like some crazy Caribbean, like fucking black metal band or some shit. Like, yeah. Or, I'm, uh, or even on Spotify, same thing, you know, you, you'll go and search a band or like, or a band that you like that hasn't done anything for a while. Like you'll get notification. Oh, they put out new music and you go and listen to it. And you're like, Oh, that's not the same band. This is just some yeah. different artists. This is weird. Yeah. It'll, and they lump. It sucks because sometimes bands albums will get lumped in with another band and like I tried finding is that band from Chicago? Hold on, I gotta look. 
I tried finding that fucking band. Uh, really sick. They're like an old night, like old nineties, like Chicago band or something. God, this is gonna take me forever. That's all right. It starts with a C or something. Contempt. Okay. Yeah, I tried finding them, and it like took me to like some crazy, miserable ass band. It wasn't it, but yeah, that that happens to me. You know, it happens. Yeah, but also, uh, sometimes it's like you know, uh, people just get, need to get a little more creative with their their band names. But I get it. Like, it's hard sometimes because you think about the names of bands obviously it spans across all different genres and we're in the year 2020 so the chances of you finding or coming up with a name that hasn't been taken at some point it's you know got to be like challenging yeah like uh like one word bands or three word bands stuff like that i know i mean there's you can get creative you just really got to think for a while like if you just come off the top like Start a band, like, yeah, it's just name it fucking this. And you're like, well, that was already taken. I don't think it's something cooler, you know? You stand out more. I feel like you stand out and you got your own fucking name. And, like, you know, people recognize that. Yeah. Well, I, I look at Year of the Knife. I feel like that name is pretty interesting because, you know, it doesn't sound like anything yeah. common, you know? Uh, so there's a long, it's a long name, but it's, it was like the name that came from a uh, Tears for Fear song. Uh, and yeah, it is a long name, but it's not like uh, it, it's not like a chore to to say it. Like I've never been like, damn, like I don't want to say year of the knife. Like why can't they just like you know shorten it? Uh, but yeah, yeah, no, because the syllables are short. But yeah, now but, it's like we got to the point where we say Y T K Y T K, and like mm-hmm. people know. Yeah, and that's cool too. Um, you know, it's got you guys got to the point where you don't even have to say your full name; people just know, and I feel like that's pretty awesome. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, okay. But so, new album comes out in uh, two weeks. Uh, can you talk about uh, you know how you're feeling about it? Are are you super stoked to finally um, put it out and have everybody hear it? And uh, obviously, we're still in the pandemic, so there's like I can't imagine there's like a whole lot else planned for it for now. Yeah, we were uh, we're stoked, man. Uh, we got a lot of good. Uh, feedback from premonitions of you mm-hmm. it's been hard putting the shit out there's been a you know there's been a lot of good like causes going around and like a lot of fight for equality and you know and trying to destroy police brutality and it's just so it was pretty challenging to put out the past couple singles but um now you know we're feeling pretty good about it and a lot of people are stoked and uh, a lot, a lot of friends, and a lot of a lot of people have just been like, "Yo, like we can't wait to hear the record." So we're just ready to get it out, man. We've had it for so long. We've had these songs. Like I feel like there's there will be closure in a lot once this record's out. And like positive closure, or just like you guys are ready to move on from that like time frame. Yeah, positive closure, and like as like working like. And even for me personally, like I just, I have all these problems that I put out into the world and through lyrics. And like, I feel like I could feel some sort of closure once it's out there. Cause once kids feel that and they greet it and they take something from it, like that makes me feel even better. You know, that makes me, makes it feel like I actually did something for the world for once. 
Yeah, and I'm yeah. yeah I, I I think it's awesome, and I'm stoked on it. I, I can't wait to uh, hear the rest of the album and you know be able to dive into the lyrics for the rest of the songs that aren't out yet. So I, I feel like that's like one of my favorite things to do when I listen to any like new type of music. Dude, yeah, I'm stoked for you to hear it. Um, I just oh, man, I want to play live so bad. <laughs> I want to like just jump. <laughs> I want to jump head first off stage, like into the crowd. So, uh, early stages of the pandemic. Um, I, I feel like uh, you know there was the, the awesome Code Orange stream, which totally blew my mind, and I felt like uh, it was such a cool event because I I, 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 knew, I know so many people who like just kind of like were like, all right, cool, like we're going to be here for it. We're going to be, you know, at our computers, at our TVs, or like wherever, and just watch this stream and. I feel like a lot of people were uh, like blown away at how good that production was for because because it, it wasn't mm-hmm. like a, like a super common thing, especially for like uh, you know our our community for bands to to do stuff like that. Uh, like obviously, I, I know Sonny's um, streamed shows before on Twitch, um, so, but I'm not sure um, how many people actually have seen his work before. So being able to see the Code Orange uh, stream, I thought that was super sick. But then. Uh, you know, uh, Year of the Knife, you guys were, were the next band to do a uh, live stream. Uh, were you guys nervous to do that at all? Uh, and, like, what was the idea for you guys to actually uh, do that stream? Yeah, yo. We were so nervous. I don't know why, but, like, I think that was the most nervous we all were. We yeah. all talked about it after. But, like, there's just something about how, like, oh, there's three different platforms like all like logged into this and then you know sunny gave us a countdown from 10 um and we had some like malfunctions at first like we were trying to get youtube to work and all that but it's like it's a lot of pressure dude like it's one thing to see a crowd and be like all right there it is but like you know you don't know who's watching and like it's fucking scary so like although i was looking at everybody and everyone was just like kind of white in the face like oh shit um but now nah, like once it happened you know, i just introduced it and we just went in and uh, uh i felt like I, we we, pra- we we practiced a bunch before we did it i like should have chilled out i feel like i blew my voice out but like um yeah we just went into it and did it and uh the reception from it was sick people fucking loved it man and people were stoked on the new songs and uh you know we, we did some cool transitions to it as well in the set it sounded awesome yeah i uh thinking back to watching it live uh i i didn't really remember any uh like sound issues because i was uh because I, I rewatched the, the uploaded version and the sound uh, apparently is like way better quality so i i just don't know maybe i was caught up in the moment and it didn't sound bad to me at the time but uh the the video that um, sunny has on his youtube the sound is amazing i'm like damn this is like such a cool like set that you guys uh, you know played and uh, the the one thing i remember uh, you guys ended the set and you guys just walked out and you know didn't say goodnight or bye to anybody and i was like this I'm like, what the hell like that's it uh, it, it just left me wanting more and i was like man this is crazy like, to, to have that feeling from watching like a band from like a live stream like, i never uh, thought i would feel that way but i was like damn th- they just killed it that's that was like sick yeah it was sick because like i don't know it, 
I guess maybe it's just like the environment you're watching it in. You're like, fuck, how come, how come I cannot be like in front of this? Mm-hmm. Or it's like, you know what it's like to be at a show. Yeah. And you're like, damn, like I want to be there so bad. I want to be at a show. Like, and I don't know. We just didn't know what to do. We didn't know how to end it. And we're like, should we just walk out? And we're like, yeah, let's just fucking walk out and <laughs> let it, let it ring out. And uh, Len, Len mixed it. He, that's his studio. It's called Landmine Studios. And it's like a, it's in uh, Ewing, New Jersey. And, uh, yeah, dude, he, he makes, he makes shit sound really good. It's just very like thick and like pop, you know, like it just, he did a lot of the, he did like a lot of the lifeless records and shit like that. And, uh, it, yeah, does a great job. And leading up to that, were you guys like, uh, curious to want to see the chat from the stream or, uh, you guys just weren't interested in that at all. You guys just wanted to uh, play the set and um, that be it. No, we actually, uh, on the way home, we, we were like in the van and, uh, we were just <laughs> looking at like the comments. Cause I think there was a replay of the live stream on like Facebook or something. Okay. And yeah, we were stoked. We just wanted, we wanted to see what people said. And like, um, yeah, a lot of people were just like, yo, this is crazy. Hell yeah. Like people, friends cracking jokes and shit. Like it was, it was a good time, man. It sucks that, you know, the shows, you know, can't happen, but in the meantime, like, this is, this is what everyone can do, I guess, you know? Yeah. And I, I feel like it was, uh, you know, brave of, uh, you guys to step out there and do that. Cause obviously it's still like a newer thing and not like every band's doing it. And I don't think every band can pull off a, a good performance like that. So uh, I'm happy you guys took that chance and did it. And it, it seemed to go over well because uh, you guys have another live stream coming up, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, not to my knowledge. I mean, I don't. Am I tripping? I, I, I could just want to. I, I saw Sonny post something about you guys doing another one. Like as of recently, like today or something. Uh, not of today. I hold on. Now, now I have to go look because now I I feel crazy for saying that because he he announced the um, no option had to reschedule theirs, and I thought he mentioned that you guys were doing another one. Oh, uh, could be. I mean, I'll be down to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm so like, dude. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm so re- I'm dumb. Oh no, I'm so stupid. No, I'm stupid. Uh, I I messed up. No. Uh, the next one's code orange. God. Okay. Oh shit. Yeah. Man, that's big. Okay. But uh, all right. So it's not you guys. Code orange. That was uh my mix up. Yeah. Um. No, I mean that would be tight. Yeah, somebody, somebody in the option got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> like, someone got coronavirus, dude. <laughs> like, okay, it sucks because like they, dude, they would have killed it. They probably still will do it again, but yeah, yeah, it just shit happens, dude. I, I'm a fan of no option, but when I saw uh, Sunny uh, announce um, that it had to be postponed, I was like, I was really surprised that he just um kind of dropped it like that. Oh yeah, it's something the man might have got corona. I was like, oh dang, that's like, that's crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it happened, and, I mean, obviously, fucking, yeah, obviously, like, you don't want that to, you don't want to be around that, so, yeah. No, for sure, especially, uh, with how, it, you know, it's, it's just so random how, um, it, it can affect, uh, you know, different people, so it's better to just be safe, postpone it, and, uh, just wait till everybody gets healthy, and, uh, 
uh, you know, can come together and have nobody be sick or uh, no risk of anybody getting exposed to it. Yeah, yeah. You got to do what you got to do, man. Okay. Well, uh, you do artwork for a, a bunch of bands, which uh, I, I think is awesome. And I was always curious, like, how'd you get started in doing that? Because I, I just started seeing yourself uh, like popping up like everywhere. And then I was kind of browsing your Instagram. And, I, and like you've done stuff for bands that I didn't even know uh, that you did stuff for. So I was like super stoked to kind of come across that stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I always drew. You know, I was always into graffiti and like, you know, I just started drawing letters and I always like acknowledged uh, logos and typography and just the way, I don't know, I just thought everything was so unique, like from death metal logos to hardcore logos and like things that are like naked to like the human eye and like, you know, so uh, I really just started drawing on like this uh, malice at the palace hit me up when, when they were still a band and um i think my first design was with them and they the design i did for them they actually turned into like a like a uh like a, they put it on a jersey it was really sick they blew it up onto like a black jersey with like white ink and so they did that and i think the next one i did was for vamakara and a lot of it all this i did a lot on paper for a long time and then i recently got an ipad and um i've been switching back to paper again just because of the results i get from doing it on paper you it just looks it just looks sicker you know what i mean you do you see yeah i enjoy it man i love it times are tough right now but like um i'm always stoked to like get a new band that hits me up and like, Hey, you know, can you do like a logo for us or letters? And I always just try to think outside the box, something that's cool for their sound. And I've recently been doing, um, uh, out like demo covers, you know, 10 by 10, like album covers. And so that's, that's really cool to get down on for sure. Yeah. yeah. You, you did one for my uh, friend band out of Canada called uh, Just Ice. And I was like so surprised because I didn't know that you um, had done that one. So I was like scrolling through your stuff and I saw that. I'm like, oh shit, that's so awesome. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorite ones. Put, I threw this like alien in there. Yeah. The, the uh, pyramid, pyramid, like, uh, yeah, fuck, that's so sick. Uh, dude, they, they, they use that design a lot. I love it. Mm-hmm. They, they did like a huge like uh, flag on stage with it and it was sick to see man shout out to them yeah and then i uh you, you did the logo for uh from within records yeah carter uh hit me up and that's when i had my older ipad so it was like even harder to do but um uh-huh. i'm just stoked how that came out because I, I always try to like push myself to do uh characters you know and little faces and it came out really old school and yeah, so I see that everywhere. I get stoked. Hell yeah, yeah. I uh, love from within. Carter's an awesome guy, and I, I support everything that that he does. So that that's always sick to see. I love seeing that logo. Love rocking it on whatever shirts that I have that have it on it. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, he's a man, dude. He's he loves hardcore, and he's he's done a he has done so much for like new and up and coming bands and. Uh, he even like he helped he helped out the 
it's like it's literally 16 year old kids and i'm like this old dude like playing drums but um he put out the killing me tape and like um it's sick man it came out so cool he's always he's always got like people's backs like he truly loves hardcore yeah and i um, you know I, you bring him uh killing me i was actually gonna bring up uh, some of the other bands that you're in uh i, I was actually curious uh, for, for you to take the time to start uh, another band especially with the younger kids in the scene uh h- how are you uh, approached to be in the band how, i'm sorry how am i what in oh, the band? Um, how are you approached to be in the band oh um well andrew he's he plays guitar he uh these are all Delaware kids. So they were like up and coming. And I noticed, you know, they're like some of the youngest kids in the scene. And I noticed them coming to shows and, um, and I knew Andrew and, um, one of his first shows was a year, the knife show. And then I met him and, you know, like through time I knew that he played guitar and then like, I hit him up. I was like, yo, you want to start a band? He was like, yeah. I was like, word, just send me some riffs. And like, he started sending stuff and, He's like, yeah, I know this kid, like Chris, and he's really good at bass, and like, and then his friend David, who was gonna do vocals, and um, we all become like, we all became like really cool friends, man. And it's it's good to be around them because like, I mean, it keeps me young, but like, so we we just we got together and uh, started writing, and just I'm showing them like some structure ideas and all that, but I just let their creativity flow. I, I try not to like, I help them out, but I try not to like take over. You know, I want them to just like, I want their mind to shine, you know, and I want like, they got ideas and all that. And David will come to me for lyric ideas. And, you know, I think it's truly important that he shows his emotions, you know what I mean? Like not to hold back. And so we wrote, we wrote a demo, we wrote three songs, we recorded it with Wyatt and we put it out and then Carter put it out from within. He did tapes with it. And, uh, so we're going to, we're going to keep writing. We're going to put some new shit out soon. Hell yeah. I, I think it's awesome that you're, uh, you know, willing to take that initiative and, uh, you know, reach out and talk to these younger kids from your scene. Cause, uh, yeah, I, I speak about it you know, all the time on here. Uh, the youth of hardcore is definitely important. We got to kind of, uh, try to guide them and just kind of set them on the right path to keep this whole thing going. Cause they, they're going to be the ones that are going to be here after we're gone. So I, I, I think it's super oh. awesome that you, um, you know, a, a acknowledge that and are, are willing to you know do a band with these younger kids. Oh dude. No, it like, it's the most important inspiring the youth. Like, you know what I mean? It's, uh, like from starting that band, I've had those kids tell me like, yo, like since this band, like, other kids like in Delaware from their school, it's just like they see that and they want to start a band. And like, dude, that's just how it works. You know, like keep it coming, keep it going, like always. Like a lot of a lot of dudes they just like see these kids and they just like walk right past them. It's like, you know, these kids have so much fucking potential and they're so talented and they have so much love for music. And I feel like a lot of people don't see that. They take it fucking for granted and they just like it's just like another face, but um, yeah, man. Anybody listening for sure? Yo, start a band. Start a band. Yeah, hell yeah. No, I I, I think it's awesome that you feel that way. It, it's super important. Um, 
but you also drum for another band called uh, Carbonite, which I'm like super pumped on. I love, uh, you know, that demo that came out. I, I think it was like, you know, super awesome. Just the way that the whole thing sounds. Hell yeah. Yeah. Fucking uh, Lennon from uh, Eco Strike, Seed of Pain, and then uh, Dave from Jesus Peace, and Xavier from Simulacra, Vicious Embrace. So, and then me on drums. So it's like Lennon doing vocals. Dave, I think he's playing bass and then X is playing guitar and I'm just doing drums. But um, funny thing is, dude, is like, yo, Lennon did all that. Yes. Like, yeah. um, Lennon did all that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Lennon did all that. And um, a lot of people think that we recorded it, but um, at the time he was, I think he, so he was still in Florida. He recorded it and then he dropped it. Like he wrote it, recorded it and then dropped it. And then at the time he had he had just moved up here to Philly, so I think he had released it by the time he got up here. He moved up here, and uh, we were gonna do our first show at the barbecue, mm-hmm. and then the shit got canceled. And so, but what we're gonna do is I think we're gonna start writing like oh. all as a band together. So hell yeah, dude, that's insane. Because uh, you, you think about the the people that you named off, and obviously the um, everybody's in an awesome band but i feel like just like looking at you guys as like individuals you guys are like all just like so talented and it's just like such an insane lineup like when you actually sit back and actually just really look at like who's in the band so like i'm just like really interested to see uh where this band goes um you know in, in the future yeah yeah i mean it's a great a great set of you know great group of dudes like lennon is very knowledgeable super knowledgeable hardcore and and just knows how to write good music and x is a shredder you know yeah he, he just dissects rips riffs all day like he just he's he's a brainiac yo. and then dave dave loves like all kinds of music dude and he's always showing me like something crazy but and he got my fucking crazy ass muppet ass on the drums so <laughs> but uh yeah yeah i'm stoked it's a good set good set of people oh yeah well damn Tyler, this has been such an honor for me to be able to talk to you. I, I feel like uh, everybody that I'm, um, you know, kind of uh, reached out to me behind the scenes and uh, suggested you as a guest. I, I, I feel like I, I should have done this way sooner because I've had such a great time talking to you today. Hell yeah, man! Yo, I I enjoyed this too. I had a crazy day, so like this was yeah, this was like a good end of the day for sure, man. I appreciate you put me on here for sure. And before we sign off, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> stay off the fucking internet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got a, I got a new band coming out. I think we don't have a name and I think we're going to name it Satter Star, but it's kind of, it's pretty much a nineties alternative emo band. So, oh. oh yeah. All right. Well, hell yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to that. And seriously, thank you again. Like this definitely was super awesome. And I, I'm, Definitely really appreciative of you taking the time out of your day, especially since it's so late for you right now. Definitely means a lot to me. Yeah, for sure, man. I'm I'm all good. I'm a I'm a I stay up late, so <laughs> yeah. For sure. All right. Well, thank you guys again for tuning in. This has been another episode of the Jamer K podcast. Always on top. 